an actor prepares. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am the Christmas tree that stays up until August, so it might as well just stay up until December. Trapla Nikki. And I am the turkey that keeps wandering into my Christmas dinner. Daniel Kunkel. You know, we're back. It's, Daniel... It's 2013. Shake off the cobwebs of 2012. Shake them off. Shake, shake them off those cobwebs. It is 2013. Daniel, where were you? August 1st. I guess this dates the podcast. Where where were you? Uh, when is this going to be released? August 3rd. <laughs> August 3rd, 2013? 2013. Good God. Um, I, where were you? I would be starting my... I guess I'd be starting my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be starting my sophomore year at high school in scenic Petersburg, Virginia. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be doing that. I don't remember what my schedule was or anything, but um, I'd probably be on the bus driving to school. <laughs> wow, you started school this early? I don't remember. It was more interesting than saying it was Thanksgiving first. And it was probably the end of my summer break. I don't remember what I was doing on my summer break. I know exactly what I was what doing, were you on doing August first, twenty thirteen. Bust out your August... diary entries on oh, this. Wait, hold on. I need to I need to actually rack my brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um give me one moment. It is high school. Junior is it my junior Yeah, it's my junior no, it's my sophomore into junior year. I it was It can't be at... both of our sophomore years. Was it yourself? Was it no? Was it no? It was. This was the summer between my sophomore and junior year. That you were starting right. your sophomore year. Yes. I was about to start my junior year. Okay. Yeah. So I was at Saint Joseph's Regional High School, uh, doing a su- a like a musical theater summer camp thing, like two week summer camp thing, where uh, I. <laughs> I think it, it was truly that summer where I was like, oh, I will do this for a career. And then I did. And I manifested that. That's exciting. Uh, and that's, it was that summer. It was after that camp that summer where I told my parents, I was like, I want to major in musical theater. And they shockingly were just like, all right, at least you want to do something. <laughs> I, that's, the, you know, that's the thing. You know, at, least you, at least you had something you wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, I'd say it worked out. Life is good. I'm utilizing my degree. You are utilizing your degree. That's true. Let's go. Uh, you're utilizing <laughs> your degree. Currently um, doing a Hallmark podcast. Um, <laughs> yes, really utilizing that. Yeah, mistletoe, my, not my mistletoe madness degree. Not your mistletoe madness degree, your BFA in musical theater. My BFA. Theater. Yeah. Um, well, we get, so it's twenty. So it's 2013. Uh, also, what happened in 2013 was the movie... Um, <laughs> the Thanksgiving house was created. <laughs> Super happy about that. Um, Let's look up some... What happened in the notable... Ooh, top 10 of everything in oh, 2013. In 2013? Yeah, no, run it by me before we get into oh, these. these are sad, we're not huh? going to talk about this one for... Uh, oh. Well, I, I have some weird things about this oh, one. Oh, God. These are not funny. Going. No, bad comedy. Bad, bad comedy, comedy vein to go down. Top oh, ten, Wait, well, how does a top 10 list of 2013 have, like... Iffy stuff. I, it's like political events. Um, oh, 
not okay, not the comedy goldmine I thought that was going to be. <laughs> wow. What was a notable film release? In 2013. 2013. Yeah, well, what, what won the Oscar in 2013? Oh, I know good what idea. won in I know what won in 2014. I know Birdman won in 2014. Um, oh yeah. I don't know what Actor came out. Seth in 2013. MacFarlane hosted Best Picture. Do you want to take a guess at what best Best Picture was? Can you? I actually have no clue. I can give I you. I'll give you someone related to it. Okay. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Gone Girl. No, Argo. <laughs> Argo. Argo oh, is 2013. Argo. Up against Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty, Les Mis, Django Unchained. Beasts of the Southern Wild, and Amour. Wow. You know, I I remember being really surprised that Silver Linings didn't win. And I remember being, like, people thinking that, like, that was, like, a shoe win Because Jennifer Lawrence was, like, hot, 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 you know? I, w- I w- think I would agree with her winning. She won Best Actress for Silver Linings yes. Playbook. Um, yeah. Which I, I, I think I would agree with. Although, Jessica Chastain was really good in Zero Dark Thirty. I forgot about Zero Dark Thirty. Christoph Waltz Chris won Best Supporting Actor for Django Unchained. Down mm-hmm. with that. Anne Hathaway won for Les Mis. <laughs> um, Weird. Django Unchained won Best Original Screen. Interesting. Hmm. Unsurprising. Oh, Brave came out that year. Look at that. Hmm. Wow. And know what else came out that year? The Argo. Thanksgiving House. <laughs> the Thanksgiving House. Yeah. Starring Emily Rose and Justin Bruning. Wow. Um, and and it's um, not about Christmas. <laughs> no, it is not a Christmas movie. It Christmas. is a it is it's, a countdown to Christmas movie oh, that is wholly God. not about Christmas. Now I kept waiting. I kept waiting for it because at least at least the Thanksgiving Parade movie. Yeah, love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade was was um because it. It ended with the main guy dressing up as Santa Claus. Yeah, it was. For... It, there was a there was a Christmas main thing. This one, nah. No, it's literally a Thanksgiving. It's movie. literally. It could not be more yeah. about Thanksgiving and specifically Plymouth if you try. <laughs> Plymouth, Massachusetts. Can I can I do the quick plot rundown? I would love I don't for you think... to give me that quick plot rundown. Yeah, I, um, I won't yeah. go in. I won't go dive into too much detail because there are a couple weird things I would like to touch on that I can uh, talk about. Like, I could talk more about the plot of the movie with that. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, this lawyer, her aunt dies, mm-hmm. and she finds out a month later that she dies in the form of a her last will and testament. But she, she loved her But she loved her aunt. She loved her aunt. She'll yes, reiterate yeah, that she the loved entire her. time. She loved yeah. her. Didn't yeah, know she died until a month later. Which is a couple plot holes happening, but he, yeah, in the works, plot holes are, are working. Um, so she gets the deed to the to this house in the mail, and that's how she finds out that she, <laughs> her aunt's dead. So she goes to the house in Plymouth with her boyfriend, who is also a lawyer and cares a lot about money. No, her boyfriend's and, not a lawyer. Who, who is he? He's a restaurateur. 
Oh, I forgot. He's the restaurateur. He's a, he's a she's, steak, she's the lawyer. He owns he, a steakhouse. Yes, the steak, the steakhouse Boston man. Oh my God. Yeah, I had no idea what his accent was, uh, but I'll touch on that later. So uh, they go to the house, and he's like, "Oh, we can uh, sell this for like twice the value," or like he's just very money driven. And she looks around and she's like, "I don't know. Maybe I want to keep it for like a little weekend vacation." And he's like, "Weekend vacation? Smash cut." <laughs> we find out that this scientist is like is coring samples in Plymouth to find out what was the house where the first Thanksgiving was, uh, where the first Thanksgiving took place in Plymouth, and it turns out that 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 very same house, uh, it may be may very well be the Thanksgiving house, and uh, the lawyer does not like thanksgiving or holidays is very business driven a classic two very classic business boys uh right before our eyes and he he is like oh my gosh you gotta like donate this house to the society like (laughs) some historical society or like you gotta at least like like open it up to me so i could do more samples to make sure like i'm like 99 percent sure yada 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 and she's like get out of here so the it like this wishy-washiness goes on between them also there's this woman called the inquisitive pilgrim <laughs> who runs a blog to oh, yeah. uh, to uncover it's like it's like the the uh what's the word the paparazzi for Plymouth, Massachusetts, if you even need that. So she runs a blog, which is like all the happenings, and apparently nothing really interesting happens, so she very much focuses on the the events of the thanksgiving house for this entire movie and she like picks up the scoop and like she's like she she's like making flirty eyes with her boyfriend with the the lawyer's boyfriend um yeah like the main character's boyfriend the restaurateur they start having some weird flirty thing what's weird to me about the journalist is that she is so clearly in journalism for that hot juicy gossip Mm. And there's no hot juicy gossip going on in Plymouth, Massachusetts. There's no juicy gossip. It, yeah, it's <laughs> it's like I don't know how she's maintained. I don't know how she stayed in business this long. She also has the worst looking website ever. Yeah, it, ever. no. It lo- well, I mean, let's think about it. It's 2013. Go, go ahead, Daniel. Do me a favor. Okay. And look up what buzzfeed.com looked like on the Wayback Machine in 2013. I don't even know if BuzzFeed existed, but I'm just trying to think of a like a website where we weren't looking at it. You don't look at it every day, so you're not used to it, like Facebook or Twitter or something like that. What did BuzzFeed look like in 2013? BuzzFeed was founded in 2006. I don't know. Keep keep riffing. I'll look at it. I'll try and find okay. a picture. Uh, I texted Daniel <laughs> while I was watching the movie uh, saying petition to name the podcast to the Inquisitive Pilgrims because we're getting a lot of Thanksgiving <laughs> movies. Um, and so, okay. Anyway, so... Uh, 
movie goes on. It's just kind of fun and games and in, in that sort of vein where it's like uh, the inquisitive pilgrim is flirting with the restaurateur. The lawyer is flirting with the scientist. The scientist is getting closer. There's a lot of these like inconsequential relationships that are happening between these characters and people we don't really see. Yeah. Um, and it just doesn't make uh, anyway. So, uh, the scientist finally gets the courage to ask the lawyer out on a date to be like, I am more than just a scientist with glasses. I also don't have to wear glasses. <laughs> and they, <laughs> and she's like, I'm more than just a lawyer who wears suits. I can also wear a dress. Mm. So, <laughs> Depth. so they, yeah, they learn a lot about each other at those, at those crab dinners. And, uh, sh- so she opens up about Thanksgiving. She breaks up with her boyfriend. He, uh, he's not happy about this. He's like, you're leaving me for the scientist. And then she goes, I'm leaving you because you think I'm leaving you for the scientist, which makes no f- fucking sense whatsoever. That's <laughs> that, that the wrap reason. up to their story, I think is the worst wrap up we've ever seen. Yeah. It's, it's pretty is bad. Is that fair to say? I'd say that's fair. It's a, it's a tough wrap up. Anyway, so it finished. The movie finishes with a Thanksgiving dinner happening in the Thanksgiving house, which has no, now has a brand new placard for being the Thanksgiving house. The and, oh, and the uh, the restaurateur and the inquisitive pilgrim uh, drive away into the sunset in a convertible because uh, they're going to go on a cruise. And the and the lawyer makes up with her father, who that's why she doesn't like Thanksgiving, is because her father uh, divorced her mother on Thanksgiving. Wow. You know, <laughs> divorce is just, man, how can it's we make rife. this person hate a holiday? Divorce. Hey, 20, hey, 2013 BuzzFeed looks fine. Okay. It's, oh, this is trippy, though, looking back at uh, some what old articles. Wow. Yeah, maybe it's just blog energy, you know? Maybe it's just that blog. That, Dane that Cook hot pissing word everyone art. off again leads the Daily le- Links. <laughs> wow. Um, 28 pictures guaranteed to enrage you. I think, yeah, I think you've, I think you've summed up the movie quite well. Um, we're, we're kind of at a disagreement with this movie, I think. And I don't know how, after you just described it and it sounds like the most lukewarm movie (laughs) ever. Okay. I didn't mind it. I, I didn't mind it. You know, usually I'm sitting down and watching it on my computer. Mm -hmm. These movies today, I decided to move my computer and hook it up to a HDMI cable wow. and plug that bad boy into a television. Yeah. And so maybe my enhanced theatrical experience <laughs> gave me <laughs> gave me a, a little false sense. How big is your of, how big is your TV over there? Uh, it's a it's a hot 32 inches baby. <laughs> yeah. So I maybe yeah, I don't know. There's one uh, there's one scene that I think sums up why this movie doesn't work, and it, and to okay. be fair, it's because it, it was 2013, and it and it definitely did not age well. Okay, and it's the scene where the guy is giving the presentation on Thanksgiving. In <laughs> that was that was one of my weird things that I have, uh... and I and I rewatched this right before we started recording because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just you know throwing gossip around like the inquisitive pilgrim. Um, okay. And he gives this presentation, which I I think, to be fair, is relatively balanced in his assessment of the first Thanksgiving. Um, Yes. He leaves out some details that I looked up because I was curious. And then because I was like, 
what did go down at the first Thanksgiving? Oh, look at some more indeed. Did you know there were there only four married women alive by the time of the first Thanksgiving from the Plymouth Colony? A lot, alive, alive. Also, the um, the Native American tribe who came to the first Thanksgiving outnumbered the Pilgrims by like ninety people. And it's also debatable about whether they were even invited or not. Uh, there is some reports that maybe they were literally just wandering by. And the the chief or the king, um, he came and was like, what's going on? What's what's happening? He was having a party. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll hang out for a bit. Um, he admits that from his presentation. But he it's, it's the way he describes why the relationships... But why the relationship works between the pilgrims and the Native Americans, where he's like, the Native Americans were willing to give give peace a chance, you know, which I think I think definitely omits the critical detail of these people showing up on their land and uh, taking it. So I didn't I didn't hear that, I guess. So they said so they said when the Native Americans showed up that because that's painting the Native Americans as as like violent where it's like, you know what? Just for today, we'll give peace a chance. That's that was the vibe to, I got. To eat with he, you. Yeah, he was like, yeah. he was like, this one tribe was willing to give peace a chance. You know. Yeah. You know, so just from just because we're talking about this, uh, Utah and Arizona are uh, have a lot of, uh, I think, have the most Native American reservation like land mm-hmm. in them in the entire country. I'm I'm not entirely sure on that. You can fact check me. We should preface but, this by saying we are completely unqualified to speak about any of this. True. Take all of this with a grain of sand. I think we're going to try and stay factual and not with our opinions because our opinions on yeah. this matter so, don't yeah. matter. This is this is really anecdotal. Okay. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. super anecdotal. So I'm out. I'm out here driving through these beautiful national parks mm-hmm. a ton. Um, and when I was on tour doing a uh, touring the Southwest with. Um, uh, Romeo and Juliet, I visited a lot of Native American reservations and taught kids improv in high schools. And uh, I mean, it's it's rough out here. I will say, obviously, the way the media portrays Native Americans is terrible and horribly inaccurate, especially present day, especially still how this is still happening. Um, and there are a lot of um, structures and there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of passive imagery that I see in buildings and in uh, sculptures uh, around this area that are disparaging to Native Americans. For example, I went to a diner uh, outside Zion National Park, and outside the diner is a metal sculpture of a train, uh, or a, I think it might, no, no, it's a carriage. It's a covered wagon with a Native American with a hatchet climbing atop the the wagon trying to attack the two people that are driving the wagon and it's just like why is that in front of your diner why is that there here's another example um there (laughs) in in cedar city utah where i am currently right now you can come say hi at the utah shakespeare festival there is this uh museum called the frontier homestead state park museum there is 
in the backyard of this museum, there's this thing called the blast furnace, right? I couldn't be clenching my teeth any tighter <laughs> hearing you describe this. I'm like, oh, no. So, so there's a blast furnace there, uh, which we know what a blast furnace is. It's a, it's a lovely exhibit. You can walk into the blast furnace, and there are a bunch of little games and stuff that you can do to uh, really feel like you are... Uh, <laughs> just heating up iron i don't know anyway so there's this thing called ironopoly that's in there where you spin a wheel and like if a good thing happens you move forward one space and if a bad thing happens you move back one space and there are a bunch of like fun things where it's like oh your covered wagon froze move back one space or like um your uh your ore was smelted to perfection i don't know uh, move forward one space but there is one negative space that said the Indians decided to hijack your minecart. And it was just so out of place. It's it's so weird and it's so out of place. And you know, it's really interesting. I was watching Jordan Klepper's um uh docu-series. Have you seen have you seen that? Is cuz he's on a couple of them, right? Or is is there talking about one specific one? Uh, he he had a, he had his own Comedy Central series yes, where it was yeah, him visiting yeah yeah uh, him visiting a bunch of uh, like active protests throughout America yeah one of them was a he it had a uh, Native American focus and it, most of it was uh, focused on Native Americans portrayal in media and how the best way to fix that is to give the wheel. Uh, to Native Americans and give funding to them and give funding to Native American production companies. And I was thinking about how, that aside aside from that, how cool it would be to explore the mythology of uh, that that America. Like how how like that. Imagine how many cool films there would be if like we can give them like a like a ten million dollar budget, uh, like to to just screw us up with the, with sick sci-fi or like uh, I don't know but we regardless should, <laughs> we should jump back in the movie I will say though to that point one movie I will recommend as like a, it's it's a great representation of um, it's it's specifically First Nations in um, in, in Canada um, but it's a movie called Blood Quantum which came out um, I think technically two years ago but it feels like one year, one year ago but it was like 2019 2020 um it's it's all about like a zombie outbreak on um, a reservation in Canada, um, and Sick. it's it's incredible. The action is so good. It's like directed and written by um, a First Nations member, and um, like stars all First Nations or Native American um, people. It's ra- and it's also just like awesome. Like it's such a rad yeah. story, while also you know tackling colonialism and all that stuff um so i will throw that out there as like a recommendation i know of of like if you're torn between watching the thanksgiving house <laughs> and, and another movie i'd recommend <laughs> blood quantum instead quite bloody but a, a little bit better um so sick uh, this is very um I, I think that's why ultimately like i just didn't like this movie and i don't even think i could yeah i think there's some solid moments that we'll touch on but um I think ultimately the the depiction of Thanksgiving is uh, is not great in this. Yeah, and it, but it's also I mean it's also like the 
like the whitewashing of it. I don't know. It's very yeah. It's a it's very um, whitewashed. There's a there's a confusion of characters because I because to that scene that I was talking about where he's giving this presentation, there's this student who raises his hand. He's like, "How did that work out for the for the tribe?" And the teacher to his to the to the credit of the of the movie, they're like, "It didn't work out well for that tribe or for other Native American tribes. It it didn't." Um, and I, and it's a, it's an idealized vision. I think that idealized vision of like, yeah, it didn't work out, but, but Thanksgiving can still mean something. I think that unfortunately falls flat when there are no native American people in the yeah. movie well, to be spoken of. It's all white people. And the lead woman says property a little too much for my liking. <laughs> she is always like, get off my property. This is my yeah. property. Blah, blah, Wild. blah. And the guy's like, well, if it's a national um, landmark, it's it's kind of not. Like, it, it is, it'll then be protected by the government. Like, yeah. sorry. Well, so I texted you and I said, this movie kind of woke. And I, the only part, so I watched, I today I watched What the Constitution Means to Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because I wanted to. And... Uh, what, at, at the end of this play, they're, they're like, <laughs> they're like, who wants to abolish the Constitution? And people raise their hand. And it's fun. Um, so when when he said, when he said, uh, he was he opened his conversation, this class about like this document that was made around the time of uh, the pilgrims coming here or something like that. It was the, the Mayflower Compact. Compact. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And he said, just like, just like the Constitution, it's imperfect, which is why it needs amendments. And I was like, woke. But <laughs> I, I think, I, to, I think, I, I think you're right. I think that one part, pretty woke, relatively woke. But, but like, it's it's so like half, it's like half baked woke. Like it's it's yeah. it's woke to the point where it's like, oh, it has some eye crusties on it, and it's it's woke <laughs> it's where it's like. We're gonna have all these white people talk about why it's important to amend the constitution sometimes, and it's like, <sighs> cool, okay. Yeah. What was that other weird? There's, yeah. I mean, that scene is is yeah. I I, I do agree with you. There was another weird part. One of the things is like, sh- so she wants to keep this home as a vacation home in Plymouth, Massachusetts, even though she hates Thanksgiving and she's like angry at people for coming to her house she's like, angry I, like, that the tour bus comes by and is like right, this like, is possibly the site of the first thanksgiving why are yeah like why stay like why don't like why stay if you hate thanksgiving it's so much? a nice enough house i guess also no shot hold on hold on ready okay no shot that this house is built in the 1600s. It's so big. I, so I think open no, no, floor I, plan. I also said the same thing, and Annika pointed out. I think it's supposed to be that this was the site of the first Thanksgiving. There's no uh, way in hell this house is the original house. No, uh, uh-uh. no chance in hell that this is yeah, from the okay. 1600s. This two-story, I don't even know, mid-century maybe looking yeah. house. No, no shot. There's like I don't I don't know yeah I, I there's a confusing thing where I think the I think the archaeologist is a really interesting character um, I I think he's really nicely grounded in the world and then there is the inquisitive pilgrim <laughs> and there is this the boyfriend the girl's first boyfriend the the restaurateur yes this the dude's all local. about a steak cruise 
he's like, I want to go on a steak cruise for Thanksgiving. And we're like, what, what the hell is that? And he's like getting his restaurant on a cruise ship. So they're going to go on this cruise for free, which she complains about. But then she complains, but then he's like, all right, you don't like Thanksgiving. We're going to go on a cruise and we're going to eat steak on Thanksgiving. And even that she's like, I don't know. That doesn't sound super fun, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think you just like complaining about people and people being on your property. Daniel, what's your niche idea for a cruise? Let me, let me, let me tell you where this question is coming from. Cause I think when I think of steak cruise, I think of like, it's a, it's a two week cruise where every day you try a different person's steak recipe. That sounds rad as hell. I would totally right? do that. that. So that that's so a that's great sounding I'm, vacation. That's what I'm thinking, where it's like, it, it's it's framed by, you're going on a steak cruise, there's obviously more stuff that you can do, but it's framed by the fact that every night for dinner, you're having a different man's steak. Or woman. I don't know. So you want to know if I can, you want me to think of the most niche Thing. Yeah, what's your what's your dream what's your dream niche cruise? Because there's a Disney cruise, you know. There's where, a Disney cruise. There is Disney the, stuff. There's the Joko cruise, which is ostensibly yeah. just like nerd cruise. I do think cruises are unethical, but let's I, just yeah, play I this don't. Game. Yeah, I like. We've stumbled into a lot of unethical territories <laughs> with this episode. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, we are really treading on some. What, uh, what does the interesting waters do? This is why we can't um, talk about Thanksgiving movies, man. I know Thanksgiving movies, man. They, I think, <sighs> I, I petitioned to skip them because if listen, if <laughs> if we do another Thanksgiving movie, I am demanding that the episode be called Inquisitive Pilgrim Number One <laughs> or Number Two or something, <laughs> demanding it, demanding us be the Inquisitive Pilgrims. So, so one idea I threw out was like, what if she just makes up gossip? And then I was like, that kind of be a fun. That's a good website idea. It's kind of like a fun social like i don't know social project where it's like you create this website and you create fake gossip about a fake town and people yeah. can go and read fake gossip or like or fake news about a town you, oh, you oh. create fake gossip about a fake or about no you create fake gossip about a fa- a real small town and make up people's names <laughs> that live in the real small town you gaslight like, an entire small town did you hear what Peter did yesterday? And you and and like you just read about it. It's like, man, if I ever run into Peter, oh my god, you know, you have no idea. I'm gonna chew him out, and Peter doesn't exist. Peter's a made up person. Yeah, like Peter peed on aisle seven in the Shoprite in River Edge, New Jersey. I want to. Okay, I thought of my cruise. I want to cruise for people that are obsessed with sea monsters. Okay. And just half half of the day, it's like, and and from 12 to 4, we'll be looking out the port side deck to see if we can see a sea monster. Still no so, sea monsters. Okay. <laughs> you have you have unlimited money. I have unlimited money? Yeah, so... Every I, person I, be in their me, own submarine. Do you want... <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be on a cruise. Has to be on one ship. Everyone, but, no, okay, well, fine. Everyone has their own submarine they can launch... From the oh, cruise lovely. ship, okay, and you okay, sleep okay. in the cruise ship, but then it's like every day the crew just sends these random people. Half of the submarines don't return the first day, <laughs> and the rest of the passengers are like, "Oh, sounds like the uh, giant squid got him." The T squid. 
scary thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, here's, here's my amendment to your idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sea Monster Cruise, unlimited money. You fund the creation of mechanical sea monsters that fu- that doubly now function as boats talking. and submarines that are an- fully animatronic, fully controllable, and you could be like, "Oh, have you ever heard of the uh, great eel of ancient Rome?" Ba-da-da-da-da. And then you do this mythology, and then if you look at the port side, you might be able to see it. And then you have the mechanical great eel of ancient Rome uh, like pop in and out of the of the ocean. How does that sound? It sounds like I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about the Thanksgiving house. This Daniel. episode has is, gone. Is that, is that clear? Let's let's go back into an area that is our expertise, which is HCU connections. Mistletoe madness. Um. The, wow. The doctor, the um, archaeologist. I did catch the line that he was in California for a while. Ooh, possibly visiting his other scientist pal, the man who wants to poison Santa wants to with poison a Santa Claus. Wait, wasn't that East Coast? Was that East Coast? I think I that was remember. East Coast. I do want you to do the um, the episode description again, but in your thickest Boston accent. <laughs> I I texted Daniel and I was like, "What is this man's accent? Irish?" And if if any of you want decide to watch this movie, you'll understand how big of an idiot I am for saying that. But I'm I'm right, right? Like that's a weird sounding. It's accent. a it's a bad. I this guy can't be actually from Boston. This can't be what Bostonians sound. I've met Bostonians. It's not. It's not that thick of an it is, but it's not that thick of a dialect. Do you think this director said you're gonna put you're gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna you're gonna you a, you're gonna do the dialect? <laughs> you're gonna do Help a me dialect. Or if my name isn't what is his name? Uh, Very famous Kevin Connor. Kevin Connor is the director of this movie. Directed the land that time forgot. Yeah, remarkable, remarkable. and our favorite. Annie Claus. More importantly, Annie Claus is coming to town. So, yeah, connections. You know, we have an archaeologist, which um, is helpful. I don't that's know. Some, that's something, right? I mean, the introdu- yeah. introduction of an archaeologist, a study, a studier of of the earth itself and history that is contained within it. Who can take core samples. Who can take core samples. And interpret that into meaningful data. You know, I listen, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure in a future uh Hallmark movie, someone somewhere is gonna dig up some ancient Santa bones. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll we'll need this archaeologist desperately to figure out what is the what is the meaning behind all of this. Is there a connection with the blogger, the inquisitive pilgrim? Because they do drive off to go on this cruise together. Yeah, and guess who else was on a cruise? Well, it wasn't really a cruise. That one. <gasps> I love it. Love it. The Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm. I'm. There's got to be something there, right? Are you there? Are you there with me? Where? He, what part are so you th- on? That. So th- love at, in love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. The uh, f- uh, the fiance. 
the boyfriend. The boyfriend. Uh, boyfriend. Who, who, she expects to become a fiance, and she doesn't. Yeah, is is at sea. For for years and years and years. You're saying he gets lost at sea, gets rescued by this cruise ship, falls in love with the journalist. <laughs> Wait, I thought. <laughs> yeah, Wait, I got gotcha. you. I thought I thought the restaurateur was falling in love with the with the inquisitive pilgrim. pilgrim. I think I think he was until she met someone better. Till she met a deep sea researcher. <gasps> Deep sea researcher who will help uh, poison Santa with a starfish. Still my favorite canon <laughs> bit. An Easter um, surprise at sea. That's that's a newspaper heading mm-hmm. in, um, I, I believe it was a bride for Christmas. Possibly hitched for the holidays. Is this, which, but it's not Easter. Mm, it is Thanksgiving, after all. They uh, they make that abundantly clear. Yeah, you know, but I but I can I can I can really get behind um something going on with love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade there, just because Thanksgiving is in both of the titles. It must mean something. They're also both in such distinct cities. We got Philly and Boston. Yeah. Bastin. Bastin. Or as he would say, ba- Bastin. I, lo- I love to see <laughs> you, Bastin. I love the ba- with the With no R coloring? Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's why I thought he was Irish. I was like, what? Or like, it's some, not Irish, but like, I, I thought he was something. Who? I don't know what I thought oh, he was. Oh, baby. You got it? Who do we know? Who do I we know it. that can only make steaks? <laughs> what? Who do we know in the HCU <laughs> that can only make steaks? He can only make steaks? No clue. This is in um not Christmas not Christmas song. Um oh god, the the rad- the radicalizing movie. Oh, the <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, the the weird chef that had the best scene in that movie. The dude, the, a Christmas who wish, could, Christmas wish, Christmas wish, Christmas yeah. wish. This that dude could only make steaks. Is that him? Is he? Maybe he is organizing the Christmas cruise. Maybe he's gonna be on that steak cruise. Maybe he's on the steak cruise. He's, he's, he's organizing the steak, the steak cruise. cruise. Who are we maybe, talking about? Hey, he's hey, organizing hey, the thing. Maybe he's a co yeah, he's a co-organizer. Uh he fly he after <laughs> Okay, wait, hold on, follow me, follow me, follow okay. me. Okay. Okay, he <laughs> he flies out from Utah. To, so he's okay. So the restaurant tour is going around the country. This is canon. This the restaurant tour is going You're around the country. Steak Avengers, aren't you? To, yeah, 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 yeah. He's going around the country to find people to fill out his steak cruise and the first stop he makes is this place in utah and he finds this guy he makes the best steak he's ever had he's like oh my god i need you to be my business partner and he says uh sure i'll be your business partner i only know how to make steaks this is perfect they fly back to to uh boston to baston to plan this steak cruise together and they go in as business partners So for the they've steak opened, cruise. They've opened this restaurant together, and now 
the next step of it is assembling this beautiful steak cruise. Yes, this lovely steak. This Wait, how many how many times can we say steak cruise? Steak cruise, 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 steak cruise. Sounds like you're saying daiquiri's weird. Um, I'm into that connection. Do you have anything else? <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to I'm trying to piece something together here. Miles is the boy. And it's we also have not a, the name of the dude. Damn it. We have a law firm. We do have a law firm. As well. Which which lawyers come up That's quite a another bit. reason I didn't like this. The first introduction of this woman is her contesting a guy's um, insurance claim. Yeah. And I don't, and like, I don't like people like that. Yeah, he's but he is to be fair, he is frauding. But is also frauding. like that's listen, that's pro, that's propaganda that you're perpetuating, Hallmark. People whoa, I almost just tipped out of my chair and fell. That's kind of crazy. Whoa, oh, shoot. I need to stop. You're going to fall. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I will fall. And <laughs> my mic will never never be the same again. Um Yeah, uh I don't I don't know about the lawyer they can't all be from the same law firm. It's also in Boston. It's in Boston. I don't think we've had a, yeah. We haven't had a movie in Boston, have we? We've had we've had stuff in we've had stuff happen in Pittsburgh, L.A., San Francisco, Philadelphia. This has got to be our first Boston movie. Yeah, New York. Yeah, I think it's number one. Boston. Is there? Well, I is there something with the ant? We kind of breeze uh, through Diane? the ant. We don't really know too much about her other than that she owned this Thanksgiving house. I that's isn't is do you not find that curious? I I think it's a little curious. I think her mystery is curious and I think we can we can take it put it in our back pocket and save Boston and save the ant later. Okay, I want to be done with this movie. Um <laughs> this movie made me, this movie made me feel gross. Um I didn't I didn't like this movie. Yeah. You know this, and and my conversation with you has has turned me entirely 180. I was gonna say top 10 movie of 2013, beating Argo, beating <laughs> beating Silver Linings Playbook. I'm done. Next up All is right. Pete's Christmas. <laughs> Pete's <laughs> Christmas. Pete? <laughs> An overlooked teenager realizes Christmas Day keeps repeating and decides oh. to use the gift to keep his family's holiday a makeover, to give his family's holiday a makeover they will never forget. Yeah. I wish we hadn't talked about this boring racist movie and we could just go straight to Pete's Christmas. I know, that sounds awesome. Do you, what are you doing tonight? What am I doing tonight? Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to a pancake dinner? Damn it. Were you just going to watch it right now? Just going to watch Pete's Christmas, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so good, dude. All, All right. right. Yeah. Well, sorry everybody. Uh, sorry we got talked about depressing listen, things. Sometimes we need to radicalize someone, and sometimes that person needs to be each other. Uh, <laughs> that uh, Colin Robertson made the music that you hear in this episode. Uh, you can also visit our um, website mistletoesecret.com. You can visit our Twitter at hcusecret on twitter.com. You can also email us at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. Uh, my name. Let me let me know. Let me know who beats Trey's score. If anybody takes the quiz, oh yeah, and you manage to beat Trey's score, I want to know. Um, yeah, because I, I don't want to know. I do, because man, 
Because, <laughs> man, if someone gets a better score than you on that quiz... Bad. I'll never hear, um, I'll never hear the end of and it. And a big, a big shout-out to... Um, Tay on um, Twitter a few uh, about a week ago, uh, they tweeted in a response to our tweet about our new episode, the last episode of 2012. They tweeted, "This is on the growing list of my comfort podcasts. The two hosts are the first ones brave enough to finally tackle the question: Is there a common thread connecting all of the Hallmark movies? The answer is yes, and their hard work should not go unnoticed. Heck yeah! Uh, and neither should your hard work tweeting at us. We immensely appreciate it. It's the best way to let people know the truth." The truth. That this movie sucks. Some may say we are truthers. Uh, nope. <laughs> my, my name is Trey Plutnicki. It's, it's not hard to make a movie and be like, hey, Thanksgiving, it's kind of a fun holiday, but like the history it's problematic. of it, um, it's problematic. very problematic. And, and yeah. man, we need to treat Native Americans better, huh? Man, yeah. we're, man, man, we were we were evil, huh? Damn. It's not hard. It's not hard. Yeah. Hallmark and does if it not is, have the... And if it is, don't make a movie about that topic. Mm-mm. Got a, got a wild idea for you. Yeah. Or even touch on it. Like, or, you can make a movie about finding the first house where they did Thanksgiving, but just don't talk... Just, like... Don't I, preach I guess to that me. May don't promote, preach to me about it. Yeah. That may promote erasure, but I would honestly have rather had not had that scene in this movie than... Had it in God forbid if there was a non-white person in the, in the movie. Yeah. Huh? If there was if there was a Native American to to voice their perspective. Okay, my name is Trey Plundaking. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm here to remind you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening. Thank you.